I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today is a dear friend. Joining me today is the CEO, Chief Executive Officer of United States Swimming, the greatest national governing body in the history of all sport. Today, we're going to be talking to Tim about the 2024 U.S. Olympic trials and the new location, the new host city. How are you doing, Tim? I am doing great. How are you, sir? Uh, it was great to see you a couple of weeks back for a big uh, Make a Splash and Foundation dinner. That was fun. Um, if you attend any, any any big U.S. swimming event, USA swimming event, you and you're middle-aged man, you always pay attention to the shoes that Tim is wearing because you, it's it's going to be a new shoe, and then the following week you're going to go out and you're going to buy that pair of shoes because you're trying to you're trying to keep up with with the style king. Is it and knowing that we're exactly the same age? I appreciate that. <laughs> No, to, literally, literally, I went out, I, uh, I went with my lovely wife, Tiff, and we, uh, about 48 hours later, after I got home, she, she took me to the store and she's like, this is what you want. Cause I took a picture and, and I got the shoes. So, hey, everyone should have a pair of bands. It's important. And that in our it. age, in our age, you need the comfy ones. So that's even better. No one cares about our shoes. Let's talk about trials. Um, so in, in, in terms of swim swims like the NSA, we hear from everybody, everybody, you know, we hear all opinions. And I'd, so this is my take on the news. Uh, I have, I feel like since, since we've had the trials in Omaha since, uh, what, 2008, um, everyone loves Omaha, but I would say a little more than 60% are like, you know, it's time for a change. I would say there's a lot of, a lot of, uh, 40%, maybe a little less are, are wary. They're concerned about a big venue and we are going to Lucas oil stadium. We're in a football stadium. Um, what would you say to, to the percentage of people and that, that that's across swim parents, uh, fans, national teamers who might have concerns about moving to a big venue like that? Well, listen, I think first and foremost, the only reason why we're doing this and we're unable to do this is because of the incredible success that Omaha and our partners have had in Omaha, right? They, they set a bar. I'm not sure what it was like back in 2008, what the trepidation was going from this beautiful outdoor venue um, that was awesome in Long Beach and 10,000 people in Southern California, which is a hotbed for swimming and so forth. And all of a sudden they went to Omaha, Nebraska. So I'm sure there was some trepidation back in those days. And I think it, it turned out to be just really an exceptional venue and something that really put our NGB on the map and continued to uh, you know, set a course for being the best trials of any NGB without question and arguably the most impressive swim meet in the world. And that's, that includes the Olympic Games themselves, I think. And I think you've told me, uh, obviously, as a gold medalist and, and many of the national teamers, that this meet is uh, far more uh, anxiety and nervousness and trepidation than, again, even the, even the Olympics when we get there, which is why we do it this way, right? We do it so that you, you go through that, you make the team, now you're ready to win for Team USA. So I'd say that first and foremost, and I think it's fair. I mean, change, you know, it's kind of like when I got here five, almost five years ago now, change is inevitable, right? Change is, and you just hope that it's the right change. It's an ability to move us forward. Uh, and I just hope most people realize that everything that we've done here 
the intent is for the athletes, the intent is for our members, the intent is to be world-class and that's what we're going to try to do here. So we're, we're pretty excited about it. Just a, a quick read and just following the news. It, it's, uh, you know, we, we have three pools. Is that correct? We, we, so we've got our, we got our competition pool. We got a warm-up pool. We're going to have a third pool. Is that correct? Well, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's two pools, but the second warm-up pool now has, I think, eight, six or eight full 50-meter lanes and another six 25-meter lanes. So it's, it's kind of an L-shape. It's a massive more water, which has been great. And that was a request that we had in uh, for last trials. But, uh, but realistically, being in Indianapolis, right, we're going to be walking distance to IUPUI, which, and the NAT is obviously easily one of the best facilities we have in the country, one of the most historic facilities we have in the country, and the names on the walls, uh, obviously, you know very well. So, yes, we have more water than we ever have. So, you know, when we think about the production of the opportunity, we think about access, warm-up space. You know, one of the things I've said on many occasions that gets us most excited is that, again, 25% of our membership can drive here within eight hours. That was uh, that was not achievable in Omaha. So that's a huge opportunity for us to get more people to Indy, get more people to experience what we think is the world's greatest swim meet. And I think that's a huge opportunity for our membership. In terms of the size of the meet, that's always a question. It's it's I know that it's it's not an exact science. Uh, in the background, you're, you're we're setting the cutoff times and you set them early and more and more young kids make those cutoff times. And we have a massive trials. Uh, what's, what, how is that figured into your calculus for, for the 2024 trials? Well, that's a great question. And uh, I can tell you as someone that sits on the steering community and listens to just our incredible world-class coaches talk about this, both club coaches and college coaches and Olympic coaches. And obviously Lindsay Mantenko, Matt Barbini and her staff, it's a serious discussion, right? And, you know, the, the, it's, it's all over the place. And the good news is when I think about Matt and the national team, they have every stat, right? How many days before the, you know, they'll, they'll go back to 2008 and they'll have real discussions about, okay, if we do it on these days, it's 33 days until the first day of the Olympic games, we won this many medals. We had this much trial time. We did this much camp time. You know, so that, yeah, the, the data is there and trust me, everyone goes through it. And I enjoy listening as a swim nerd. It's fantastic to listen to. Um, but I, you know, I think it's, it's going to be larger because we're not going to have two waves. So let me just clarify that a lot of people have asked us, you know, we had the two waves in Oman, which was all about COVID. Uh, it was great. I, I think we made it a, a tremendous event, uh, out of something that was very difficult and, and Mike Unger and Shana Ferguson and that staff deserves a ton, a ton of credit. Uh, but going forward, we'll go back to one, we're going to go back to one, right. One major trials, which is, I think what most people want, certainly the coaches want. But I would estimate, you know, uh, you know, 14 to 1500 athletes is, is I think what sounds like what I hear all the time is kind of the, the sweet spot. It's well, let's, we should, we should take a few steps back. It's uh, and, and, and add some context, the, the, a little prelude to, to this run up. You know, when, when I met you, you were, you sat down and you were on a listening tour. You talked to everybody. You, you said, look, here's my vision. This is what I'm going to accomplish. Uh, you shared with me early on, you said, you know, we've been in Omaha a while and it's, it's time to grow. We're going to, we're going to feel some growing pains. We're going to go for it. And, uh, and I'm in that camp where it's like, yeah, I think it's time, it's time to move on as well. But you, you know, you came in and you had to, you had to deal with, uh, you had to deal with a situation that, that, that you inherited, which was, I was like, you're not going to be a CEO. You're going to be, you're going to be managing, um, you're managing situations that happened decades in the past. And I'm not going to mention what that is because everybody knows what it is. Then you ran into a pandemic 
Then you ran into a trials that you had to manage through a pandemic. And trials is this tentpole event. It's, uh, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, but trials is meaningful for Team USA, for USA Swimming in terms of registration. I, I, I feel like it should be a profit center and, and, a, and a launching pad for the next quad. How would you rate what was pulled off at the last trials? So um, it has been an area that where a surplus has been created for the NGB. So if you go back to 2016, uh, and, and again, as you know, I don't mind talking numbers because it's all out there in the 1990s and you can take a look at it. So they had a surplus of about $2 million uh, coming out of 2016. And, and that money gets redistributed uh, to the foundation, to causes, to the national team, to whatever that whatever that leadership group determined, that's where the money went back into. Again, we as an organization, as a nonprofit, we're dollar in, dollar out. So whatever we take in goes back to programmatic resources and opportunities from national team to club teams to you name it, athletes. That's our priority. That's why we're an NGB. In Omaha, I, I think the feat was uh, remarkable. I think the work that was done to find a way to deliver our promise, which was that every one of those young kids that made their first cut was going to get into that stadium and see that it was my first time in Omaha. And it was, it was amazing. It, it, lifetime memories. You know, I got to swim with you. You got to coach me. I got to swim with my twins and they raced me. I mean, it, I will never forget this. I have it on video. It's the greatest thing. So I, I was in awe and I'm just so proud of our staff. I'm, I'm thankful to the folks in Omaha. W what a great job. Having said that we lost seven figures, right? So that's, so for a nonprofit in GB, that's, that's a pretty big hurdle, right? That's a ma major obstacle. Uh, but we worked so hard during the pandemic and credit to the national, to the executive team here at USA Swimming, to our directors, to our board of directors, to everybody. We were able to come out of this five-year quad with a surplus, right? And it had nothing to do with the trials. So looking at a three-year quad versus a five-year quad, yeah, there's no doubt that we would love an opportunity to, you know, obviously deliver the world's greatest event, do it at a bigger level, get more people involved, have tremendous success. And quite frankly, have a much better financial result than we did, you know, this past year. No doubt. That is a goal. I don't mind saying it because, again, if we can do that, that gives us an ability to invest even more into a quad that leads up to a domestic Olympic Games. right? And we think like that. We're looking that far out, our, our board of directors, our executive team, you name it. So those are all important factors. Absolutely. In, in terms of the people that, that are going to listen to this, it's going to be leadership. It's going to be leadership across other sports. It's... Um... It's uh, swim parents who have professional backgrounds and are, are really curious about how this sport's managed. And it's uh, so what comes to mind is, is that there was a deficit, but you made it through. And um, but but I think about trials as as a as this tentpole business opportunity for a, a hard driving nonprofit. And uh, how how do you push those bounds? And I know that years ago when you said, you know, we're going to grow, we're going to do this, you know, you had to, you, 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 you put it on the open market. You know, how much are we hemmed in because we're swimming, because we need warm down pools, because we need to be within driving distance. Um, and, and how value, how valuable is this event to, to the marketplace? You know, again, great, great question. I think it's, listen, strategically for us, um, you're right. It's, it's an investment, right? Because again, building the pools, working with our partners to build these you know, wonderful built-in uh, 50 meter and warm-up pools is not inexpensive, right? Those are that's seven figures in and of itself. So you're, you're betting on the opportunity that by building this Taj Mahal, by building this incredible Super Bowl type, Final Four type of 
event, right? This tent pole event to use your terms, that we are going to not only activate the USA Swimming Shield at a much greater level within that region, but that we're going to elevate our brand beyond you know, the borders of this country and beyond. And it's quite frankly, that's the expectation. When I talk to people and I go meet with FINA or I go meet with other countries and a lot of great people or I go to world championships, they're in awe of our trials, right? They can't believe that we can put something like this together for this sport at this level. And if I go back to our partners at NBC who do a wonderful job producing our product, right? And Dan Hicks in this past year, because he was on assignment, you know, to have, you know, Mike Tirico say, I'll do it. And Mike Tirico to come in and call it with obviously the, the world's best in rowdy, in rowdy games. And what I heard was how prepared he was, how serious it was. And I think it came off like that, right? And to have those kind of individuals, those kind of brands, those kind of broadcasters, say that this is a priority for us. We're going to put nine consecutive nights of swimming in primetime television, much like, much like the rest of the world that was unhappy that our finals were in the morning in Tokyo, because that was for NBC and USA. You know, that's, a, that's where we stand, right? So, the, so really, that's important. That's there. That's been there. However, we need to translate that now into becoming a sport that's more inclusive, that more people want to participate in, uh, at all levels, at all ages, at, at all ethnicities, you name it. We want to be that sport. We want to have everyone know that they can swim. Not only can save your life, which you know, you're part of one of our foundation investors, but it's a lifestyle, right? It's a community. It's a family. And I see this every day because I'm a customer of my own NGB because I have three sons that are members of USA Swimming. And I got to tell you, you know, they're not going to be at any national meets anytime soon. God bless them. But watching their love for the sport, watching the community they're part of, watching what they do in high school, watching their grades improve, watching the friendships they're making, that's why we do this, right? So how do we expose as much as possible, right, of what's great about our sport to as many people as possible? Let's do it. Let's go big. Let's go big or go home, right? You know, we've had success. We've seen the success that the previous leadership here has done and executed beautifully. I want to take us to the next level. Uh, our, our board does. Our staff does. Our sport deserves it. We're going big. We're going. We're going. We're going to a stadium for the for the people out there who are part of the community. They have they got chlorine in their blood. You know, they're they're they, a lot of them are socialized pre Michael Phelps, and uh, we have a certain view of our sport pre Michael Phelps, which is relatively small, small meats, covered dish dinners, and uh, and I and I think part of the concern going to a big venue like this is. Are we going to have any egg on our face? Because we're not going to fill the stands. Um, what's, what's USA Swimming going to do about that? How, how, are you, how are you going to fill those stands? Well, again, it goes back to what I said at the beginning, like the fact that we're putting ourselves in a major location that, by the way, Indianapolis, Indy Sports Corp, right? They hosted the first what stadium in a world, you know, world in what, 2004? Scott Davison, the CEO of One America, who was the chair of the organizing committee then, is still going to be the organizing committee chair here. He's the one that wanted us to help, and he's been a great partner of USA Swimming. Uh, you have Arlene McDonald, you know, from the Indiana LSC, which is a phenomenal LSC. That is probably arguably one of the best meat directors in our country. This is their hometown. Dodd Technologies, you know, you know, big sports, sports graphics, all those folks that we take to Omaha to produce these events are based in Indianapolis, right? So these are people that produce Super Bowls and Final Fours and activate the community in the streets. But again, going back to what I said before, if 25% of our membership can now, at a much better, you know, not have to fly, right? Not have to rent a car. They can drive there. There's plenty of hotel space. We're blessed that one of our big partners, Marriott, 
owned that town, which is fantastic for us. They're all within a walking distance of the venues. We're going to be able to put together an event, you know, for the nine days plus, because that's the new program at, at the Olympics that gives everyone a chance to participate and come be part of it. So I think we'll have a much better uh, opportunity to get more people involved. And because we have a capacity up to 30,000 now versus 14 and a half or 15, it doesn't mean we'll get to 30,000 every night. But what if we got to 20 or 25? That's five to 10,000 more people per night than we were able to serve in Omaha. Then it's worth it, right? It, you know, so I don't see any egg on our face whatsoever. We're going to do well. Indie Sports Corp is phenomenal. The, the, the partners that we have there, the corporations that are already talking to us, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting. It's going to be good. So what I'm just listening to you, what I'm hearing from you is, uh, yeah, big venue. We can go up to 30,000. Um, but if we, if we can get 20,000 there, uh, that's a success. Is that, is that, is, is, are we looking at something in the nonprofit world? Are we looking at something that's like, hey, this is a break-even point. This is a win for us? Uh, yeah, I, I think 20,000 is, is beyond break-even. But yes, like, I think that, again, just being inclusive, right? More participation. We, you know, we have a chance now. Uh, that the warm-up pool is behind this curtain right there. Maybe we have a warm-up pass, right? Maybe we, maybe there's a chance you can have a really small ticket price, or maybe it's a contribution to the USA Swimming Foundation. But now you can go watch warm-ups. You can see your kids warm up. You can, you couldn't do that anywhere else, right? You can get to the venue. You can be inside. There's going to be chances to be part of this event and a much greater uh, opportunity than we probably have previously. And again, the city is used to producing world-class events like this. And so, you know, from restaurants to hotels to to marketplaces, you name it. It's going to be, it's going to be thoughtful. Uh, it's going to be well run. Uh, it's going to be accessible to all, and I think that's a great opportunity. And it's an, it's also there. It also has the airport that's easy to get to with more planes and flights. So, again, I, I just think it's a it's a win win across the board. I, I judge cities by their, um, in terms of swimming and and what they do by by who contacts us. And says, hey, we you know we got this event going on. We want to we want to leverage it. We want to want to get the word out. Um, overwhelmingly, Indie Sports Corp is they're 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 on it. They call, they email. There's you know we've had a long term relationship. Um, you know, a lot of people might not know this, but uh, you know, it, and it was, certainly was this way when I was younger. But you know, Indy was called Olympic Campus too. Uh, how, how would you characterize it? Uh, well, I, I, it's funny because the press conference, I think I told the story or kicked off my part of the story, which is true, by the way, that almost everywhere I go in the world, the first thing they say is, oh, you're based in Indianapolis, right? <laughs> like, I go, no, actually, we're in Colorado Springs, but I, I understand why. And that's kind of that same correlation, right? And you know, for me personally, it was, it was the first U.S. Open I ever got to participate in as an athlete was, was 88 in Indy, right? It was fantastic. And so... That is a cathedral in swimming from a swimming perspective. And, you know, One America, Scott Davison, who I mentioned, that community, uh, you know, IUPUI Health, all, all those organizations put a lot of money several years ago to, to ensure that it continues to be the facility it deserves to be for our sport. The renovation was beautiful. Any chance I get there, you know me, I'll walk over and I'll, I'll sneak in and swim. It's just, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing place. And uh, I think it is probably the most connected to our sport. You know, I, I should have known this and I, I didn't, I didn't know my history, but it's, uh, you know, my understanding is this, we had trials here. We're, this is a hundred year anniversary. The trials are there in, in 1924. It was the Olympics in Paris in 2024. That's exactly right. That was part of our, uh, that was part of our pitch. Like this was a chance to celebrate our sport in it. I mean, what, 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 you know, you can't make that stuff up, right? I mean, to say that we can have a centennial celebration 
of watching USA swimming athletes be nominated to the Olympic team and move on and then compete in the Olympics in Paris a hundred years apart. Uh, that, that was certainly a special part of this. There's no doubt. Our, our, our friend, Dale Neuberger, who's in, if, if you've been on, if you're, if you're, a, if you're a man of a certain age and you've been on the national team, you have known Dale Neuberger since the eighties or the seventies. Uh, I talked to a lot of our peers and they're like, Oh, now we, we knew him in the seventies. Um, he's been influential. He's our FINA treasurer. And, um, it feels like he, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't know how I should handle this politically. I don't know if you pulled a rabbit out of his hat with, with, uh, with Brent Nowicki, but I, I think that he was a part of, of the reason why we have Brent Nowicki, who's young and, and has a lot of energy in the position as the executive director of our international governing body. But, uh, now we're back in Indy and his son, Eric is the, is he stadium manager? Is that correct? Yeah. I think he's director of operations for Lucas Oil Stadium. How, how influential was this relationship? Did these conversations start early on or was it, was Dell just said, we've got Indy, Indy's happening. You know, I, I think he would have, had I asked, I'm sure he would have, but we kept this pretty close to the vest for four years, three years. And, uh, uh, but once, once we got a sense that they were committed, I think they're, you know, again, we had several great cities bid for the opportunity, right? Three NFL stadiums and of course, Omaha. I think, I think the Indy Sports Corp got Dale, Eric involved very quickly. And, and then we made that family connection very fast. But like from our perspective, we, we tried to keep this under the radar as, as long as we could. And we had a lot of things to, you know, establish and ensure that we could do it. We could do it at the level that we expect, which is, again is world-class. And we also want to be very fair to some other communities that were, were phenomenal, uh, in terms of the way they hosted, the way they showed and illustrated good faith interest in bringing us. And that was Minneapolis and St. Louis and, of course, our friends in Omaha. So um, it was a very healthy process, a uh, very professional process. And But, yeah, it, it's hard not to come back to you know, Indianapolis for all the reasons we've just been d- discussing. You are a, um energetic CEO. You're, um, you go to these events and you're, you're on deck you're in the stands, you're, you're, you're rubbing shoulders with everyone and you get in the swimming pool, uh, for, for Tim Henshey to have a successful trials. What is the Tim Henshey experience, uh, in, in, in Indianapolis in 2024? I think the number one goal is to beat my son Brendan this time, because that was the first time I've ever lost to him in a 50 freestyle. So I'll have to work pretty hard at that because now they're even faster and bigger and so forth. Uh, no, I think the experience is just, you know, first and foremost, uh, I would just love to see as many young athletes and families get there, right, and enjoy it and have a chance to be there, whether it be a, uh, just come to the marketplace, whether it's, whether it's to be in a, a, a prelim session, a final session, it doesn't matter. I just want them to come to the marketplace and see how great our sport is, see how incredible our community is, and then come enjoy the best athletes in the world, right, and they are. And I don't mean just swimmers. They're the best athletes in the world. I used to joke in college all the time. And I think you and I have talked about this. Like I I could go play a pickup game of basketball. I could hang in. I could, I could shoot around a golf. I could, you know, I could run a a mile if I had to, I could, I, you know, I played baseball, right. I, you know, whatever, but none of those guys are going to make one workout in the pool. So I'm going to say we're always the best athletes, no matter what. So, so I think the access, I think the access is the most important to me and, 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 Again, I think this just gives us a chance to do some other things leading up to it. I'm also really excited about the legacy. We, you know, we made a commitment up front, not after the fact, if we made money, we've made a commitment with, with any sports corp at a minimum of $400,000 to make sure that we leave some impactful opportunities to communities that are currently 
uh, not experiencing a chance to swim every day in Indianapolis. There are some pools and some schools that need some help that can bring their swimming back online, sp specifically from a very diverse population. Joel Schinefield, our managing director of sport development, was actually in Indy two days ago to go look at the first location that we're going to uh, refurbish and get swimming back online and swim lessons and teach lifeguards and uh, you know teach coaches. And, accredit and what's important about that to me, Mel, is that rather than wait to after, because everyone has a great legacy idea after, wouldn't it be great that in two years from now, we can say, and by the way, since we made this announcement, here's how many kids in this community started to swim. Here's how many coaches. So I think this is a, a great partnership uh, that's at the heart of what we do, especially on the foundation side, but it's, it's part of growing the sport. You know, this is what, this is the way I see Olympic trials. It's, it's sort of like, uh, it's like the UK. People can be from all walks of life, all different ethnicities. They can, you know, there, there can be squabbles and division and but everybody loves the queen. In the United States swimming, they, you know, within our, within our family, clubs can be competitive with each other. Coaches might not like each other because of whatever reason. Um, but it might have been swimming's like Disneyland. Every, everyone's pretty nice. But you understand my point. It seems as though trials is like the queen. Everybody loves trials. Um, that's why I described it as a tentpole event. It's... Um, Going back to to Omaha, it was uh, it was so awe inspiring the first time, and then it was wow. We had that feeling again in 2012. The but you know I don't take it for granted. But I've I've been to all of them, and then and then 16 and the most recent one we had. It was it was great, but I feel like people once people get a taste of great four or five times, they kind of go, that's great, but what else? Do you have any information that you could share about the 2024 trials other than the location that, that might, that might, that might be something that would get fans excited? Uh, I, I'm going to take the fifth on this, I think for now, because I think it's fun for us to have some surprises. Right. And I think that again, I, I would certainly think that you're going to come into that community. And I think no matter where you are in that community, during those couple of weeks, you're going to know it's the home of USA Swimming that, right? You're going to know it. And I can just, I, I'm just telling you that the folks, again, as I've alluded to, that produce Super Bowl events, Final Four events, are interested in producing an event for us, I think it's going to be pretty special. Let's, let's get real personal with this. Then it's, uh, I'll, I'll say for my personal, you've, 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 you've done your, you did your most recent Olympic trials, which, which selfishly for me, because it was smaller, was a unique experience. was was very unique compared to all the trials in Omaha, and I, and I did like that very much. It felt intimate. Um, it, it it was fun, but I but a part of me wanted the the bit a bigger spectacle. The you know that we were hampered by the pandemic. Uh, but from a personal standpoint, Olympic trials to me feels like a coming home moment in the sport of swimming. You know, and, and what I'm what I'm hearing from you is that within eight hours we have this entire reach uh, from our, our registered athletes and families. Um, and the beauty of, of trials is is in between those races where we're thrilled, you go back, you get a you get a you get a soda, you you know you use the restroom, and then you run into that age group coach that you knew two states over that you liked that uh, you know you went out and had pizza with that family. Um, to me, that's what the trials experience is like. 
And, and it sounds like we're going to have more of that in Indianapolis. Is there, is there something personal for you about trials uh, on that level? You know, it's, it's interesting because I think that, you know, this was my first go, right? And so it was, to your point, that very intimate. And I think what I enjoyed about it the most was absolutely, you know, going to those cobblestone streets in Omaha, having meals pre, post, after, and just running into so many people. And for me, I got to meet a lot of people, especially a lot of alums, coaches, swimmers uh, that I've never met. They had never met me. They didn't know me. They'd say, hey, you have a minute. And we just sat and organically coffee, soda, adult beverage, whatever it was, uh, a lunch, and just getting to meet a whole bunch of great people that have really left a mark on our sport. What was interesting about it and probably more intimate than maybe the question you were asking is that a lot of people share with me some really sad stories about how they left the sport of swimming, right? And that was a surprise to me too. And so that has also inspired us to work harder at certain parts of what we do, and especially probably the, the graduation, if you will, the retirement, if you will, of many of our athletes. And I've learned a lot about some really negative experiences. And, and that's, and to me, it was just overwhelming. It was very emotional, actually. And so that was one thing we learned that I want to make sure it never happens again. So to your point, having this family reunion in a place that more people can come to and hopefully remember the good times about what they've presented is really, really important to us. And I think the more we can throw that net out there, the more that we will catch to come back and be part of it. And we will invite to be come back part of our family. And although I was certainly never, never close to any national cuts, I am a an alum of USA Swimming or at the time USS. And if I could get Rich Thornton to come out of Northern California and bring him, that would be great, right? Or run into some of my old teammates. And I mean, as you know, I try to do that now when I go around the country to tier pros and to Phil 66 nationals or whatever else, I'll reach out to people that I haven't seen and, and try to get a swim in uh, or, or whatever. And so I, I think, uh, I think that is, I think that it might be the special sauce, right? That's, that's something that is unique to our community. And like you said, it doesn't matter what decade, right? Uh, people care. And, uh, you know, they certainly have no problem reaching out when we're not doing something they like. So if we can do something they like and celebrate that instead. That's what I, that, here's the thing that that's sort of like the answer that I was hoping for. I know it's, we're way early in the process and, and we're going to pester you and say, Hey, as, as we get closer to trials, we want to keep everyone informed, everyone engaged, to be ready to buy those tickets because we're not going to be at 20,000. We're going to, we're going to hit 30,000, a lot more. And if we have anything to do with it, we're going to, we're going to work toward that happening. The, uh, but what I, but I asked you before, if you have any, any, anything you can share was, is that comes from a basis of, it seems like every time they're there, we're at a, at a trial, some organically things happen all around it. Um, 2008, I think it might have taken USA Swimming by surprise long before you got there, but it's there were kids out. Um, they were trying to find pools to to get workouts in, so they were right. all over town trying to schedule practices. And then uh, master swimmers who were coming as fans did the same thing, and uh, and it was it was a little disjointed and disorganized. But you know, swimmers make it happen. Swim parents make it happen. USA Swimming uh, started to professionalize that process a little bit more as we, as we moved into the, the trial situation. But I, I just feel like that's completely in the Tim Hinchy wheelhouse going into Indy. You've got, you've got to have that dialed in. You, you, you should be the Lord of all the, the pools in Indianapolis for access, for practice, for age groupers to master swimmers. Are, will, will you make that commitment now? I, I will make that commitment because most important, as long as you let me prioritize my space first, and you and I get to swim and Rowdy and Mike Unger comes back and we all get to swim together like we normally do. 
we'll do that. No, I, I, I think that's exactly right. I also think that you met, you make a good point about masters. Dawson Hughes is a good friend, CEO of masters. Uh, we're already talking about how do we integrate that, right? You know, and, and again, they, they officially become part of our USA Swimming Foundation, which was a huge and exciting, uh, you know, uh, new announcement that we made obviously several months ago. And, and now we can truly talk cradle to grave, right? We think about our saving lives and building champions and now making an impact in your community to partner with masters. I mean, I'm a, I'm a proud card carrying, you know, masters member, right? That, that's absolutely right. We have to make sure we connect everybody that just loves the sport. And that's that's going to be the goal, right? And I think this platform, this this community, this marketplace, this stadium, all the things surrounding it, I think will give us a chance to have this ultimate reunion, right? This ultimate festival, this ultimate celebration of our sport. Uh, and I think that's certainly that's certainly the vision, right? And I, and I think we've talked a lot about little different pieces and no surprise you were getting me there, but you know, it is. It's going to be, I think, the biggest celebration and I would also say uh, we're, out, we're going to accept the challenge and we are going to hopefully have the largest audience, at least for one night, the largest audience that's ever been to a swim meet. And I've heard this story about like LA 32 had 40,000 or something, that outdoor pool that's still there by the Coliseum. I've heard that Germany had 25,000 at some Olympics or something. No, no. All due respect to my friends in 1932, I don't believe you. So we're going we're gonna to set the new record. And so that'll certainly be a goal as well. You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.